This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello, my name is Keen, and I want to thank you from the heart of my bottom. Welcome along to Sissy That Pod. It's the final five of season 14. We're finally here 14 episodes later. We thought it was going from five to four, but nope. Season 14 pulled in one last minute stunned on us and keeping the five girls around. Joining me to chat through all the antics in this week's episode is the host of the Lost Spaces podcast, a great podcast honouring our fallen venues that have brought great comfort to us, Kay Anderson. And before we get into the episode, just to remind you that we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And if you want to support the show, you can head over to headstuffpodcast.com. For five euro a month, you'll get access to our workroom, which is our premium series of shows. We're currently covering Drag Race España over there, which, if you haven't seen on socials, is popping off. It's a fantastic season. If you're not watching it, I definitely recommend it. And then come join us in the workroom for recaps on that. And if you've been watching the other franchises internationally, we've been covering them as well. So you get all the past episodes too. That's the old pitch. Let's have a clip from a fellow podcast on the network and then let's get into the episode. The Late Night Nod features original music and improvised interviews with guests from a fictitious world of arts and culture. Each episode weaves a conversational thread through tales of inspiration, excess and heartache with some of the creative world's best-known personalities that you've never heard of. Join some of Ireland's most talented actors and comedians as they step into the world of The Late Night Nod. Host of Lost Spaces Pod, Kay Anderson. Thank you so much for joining us for the fin- for. It kind of feels like the finale of sorts. Oh, I wish it was the finale. <laughs> the final five of season fourteen. Uh, who did you think was going to go home in this episode before we found out no one was? <laughs> Spoiler, by the way, if, um, <laughs> yeah. if people don't know that already. Who did I think? I don't know. Uh, I mean. You know, from the very top of the episode, there was a soundbite from Angeria saying like, oh, I really, Willow is my best friend ever. And it would be terrible if we weren't in the top four together. So I knew who was going to be lip syncing, uh, but I didn't know who was going home. I don't think. Yeah, I clocked that as well. I was like, oh, here we go. Here's some best friends <laughs> that against each other again. That old chestnut. <laughs> I mm. was concerned for Angeria coming into this episode. Purely based on the edit thus far, yeah. I was worried she was going home. I figured it could be what either her or Daya, but as the episode unfurled, I was worried Angeria was going home. Um, but we'll, we, I suppose we can get into that as the episode rolls on. I'm detecting that you're in the same boat as a lot of the fans, that there was you know, uh, a reluctance towards the season based on how, many, how long it took for it to, to get going. Somewhat fatigued. Yeah, I should say also, before we like really get into the meat of this conversation, that I am a person who tends to focus on the negative side of things. So you <laughs> might want to bring me back at some point. It doesn't mean that I'm like super negative and like I hate everything. I just like, you know, accentuate those things mm. when I talk about them. So, um, you know, th- there's no one that I hate in this cast. There's nothing that I hate about this show. I still love this show, but I have opinions and they can seem somewhat the mm. makeup palette is half empty 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly okay. it. I just don't have the right the right shades for my skin complexion. Okay. So, what was your question? About, what was your question? Yeah. So, who? Um, how have you found the season overall? Oh, how have I found it? I found it all right. Like, I've enjoyed it. I think, like, I keep seeing things online with people being like, oh, it's so refreshing. It's the best season ever. Um, and I'm not really there mm. on that. But I've I've enjoyed it. I guess the thing for me is there's no one who I'm just like, oh, yeah, they are the one. Mm. Everyone, I'm just like, yeah, they're good. Yeah, I think that's that. I think I would echo that sentiment as well. Like, I like the final five. I like them all for different reasons. I don't have any objection to them being there per se. Um, but I am lacking <laughs> that fire to a certain degree of being like, mm -hmm. oh, like I remember All Star Six. I was so rooting for Kylie, so unique love, and I was really mm. rooting for Simone in a way. And I am rooting for Angeria of them all. But I think maybe because I feel like it's a foregone conclusion she's not going to win that I'm kind of like a bit disheartened, maybe. It's hard to ah, know. why do you think it's a foregone conclusion? Just based on the edit. And do you are you like a maths person? Are you like, oh, she's only had two wins. Well, she's had two. And I, think that, like, I mean, I think Willow's going to win. She's only had one. So, um, Do you think Willow will win, though? I think Willow's the robbed queen. You think so? Well, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Because, like, Rue has this such a boner for her. Yeah. And is always going on about how, like, fantastic she is. And, like, I I get that there's this unique point of view for her. And, and mm. uh, uh, you know, I'll, she is my favourite of them all. But I don't think she's quite at that level. Yeah, because the episode starts... <laughs> Sorry, what does that, that mean? Like, that, <laughs> that level. So vague. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. Uh, like, the episode starts with the customary track record comparing and Bosco has three, mm -hmm. Lady Camden, uh, by the end of this episode, will have three, and Sherry has two, and Willow and Daya have one. Um, but I think what the Queens were saying was it, it does feel even, but, like, we kind of know at this point, track record isn't everything. It kind of mm. ends up being more, I think, on All-Stars than it does on this. Um, but we know, like, queens like Evie Oddly have won with just one win over other queens. And, you know, Sasha Valor never won a challenge on her own and she still won. So, like, at this point, they kind of don't really matter. I think they really matter kind of in the middle stage of the competition. If you haven't won anything yet, you're likely to go home. Rue gave yeah. us this strange moment, I thought, when they came out into the workroom. And they were like, if I'd have to leave this live this season all over again, I wouldn't change a thing. I was like... <gasps> I thought she was about to say... I would. And let's do it. And then bring everyone out. <laughs> I, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't, but also it's like, well, you've had full control over this season. So you're just basically saying, I've made no mistakes. <laughs> it was, uh, that was very strange. Um, are you familiar with the music video of Too Funky by George Michael? I wasn't, but I liked that you, as a what? reference point. How were you not? That one has oh, been. Sorry, this is an age thing, isn't it? No, uh, maybe. <laughs> but like, I've oh. seen a good few of his videos. I got the more iconic ones, but I, I know the song too funky. I just haven't seen the video to that one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was aware of it before, and uh, I don't think they succeeded in <laughs> emulating that video. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, there was a jumping off point, but yeah, that it, it went awry from there. <laughs> I'm assuming all the sort of odd shots of Rue behind the camera, looking into the lens, looking out of the lens, was supposed to be George. played the George. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight from but, um, glasses, yeah. I got that. Yeah, 
um, yeah, Rue was really weird. Oh, sorry, we're jumping all over the place, but Rue was really like weird in those shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't mean to be ageist by this, but I think over the last, I think maybe pre since pandemic, it's becoming really clear that he's just an old man to a certain degree. Like, obviously, he's fantastic in drag still. <laughs> to a certain degree. <laughs> Like, I mean, he was always an older man than everyone else, but like, I think he managed to hide it better. Whereas I think now he's hiding it less or he is just, I don't know, it's coming across in his demeanor sometimes. I don't know. In, th- in that show, it, anyway, it I is. just really did feel that was kind of like, I don't know, an old film exec filming a lot of twinks or something like that. I wasn't too sure. <laughs> like when you go to the club and there's the old man in the corner, just like spying on everyone. Yeah. That was kind of the role he fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so then we get the Tic Tac lunches and it, what's becoming more and more <laughs> less prominent in the Tic Tac lunch is the Tic Tacs themselves. I think we got like one shot of the Tic Tacs and then they were sort of like rack focused off. So like they were looking at the view from behind the Tic Tac at a certain point. Yeah, so what? it's interesting. Like I think that they like the, the production, everyone behind the scenes realizes that the Tic Tac lunch is really problematic because it promotes <laughs> eating disorders the way that they talk about it but it seems mm. as though Rue is insistent that they that they keep that on so they try and just like minimize the presence of the Tic Tacs and like have gotten rid of that whole thing of like here do you want one Tic Tac oh I couldn't it's too much and that kind of like bad mm. humor that they had in earlier seasons but they used to fob it off as the podcast and that like that made sense I don't know why they've dropped that uh oh yeah do do they still make the podcast well they don't still make the podcast but the the episodes of the podcast that they quote unquote recorded on the screen were never podcast episodes anyway oh i see okay yeah well i don't know why they do that i the the thing for me is that i don't understand how you're going to get the best out of someone if you bring them onto a stage have six meters between the people that you're talking to (laughs) and a whole bunch of lighting like how are you supposed to have these intimate conversations like so tell me about all your trauma like the whole thing is so weird and performative and yeah and in the case of diabetes, um, say to her, did you think you get into the top five? Because I didn't. <laughs> like, that's really going to set her <laughs> off on the right foot. <laughs> yeah, you were busted in the first yeah. week. How the hell did you get here? <laughs> yeah. Your drag is so shit. I can't believe you did it. <laughs> Was there any storyline from the Tic Tac Lunch from the five queens that, you know, really stood out to you? Um... Well, I mean, first of all, I was a bit shocked that they haven't milked Lady Camden's backstory uh, until now. Um, so, like, kudos to them for not mm. for not doing that. Um, so, I was surprised that that came up. I guess everything else, yeah, no. You know, I, uh, as someone who's also lost a sibling to suicide, I found that story incredibly touching, and I thought it was really nice of her to open up about it and i could really relate to certain stories that she was telling uh about that whereas um yeah the others i guess you'd kind of heard touches on it you delved into it more you know willow and her illness and even i think diabetes got her diabetes moment but like i still sort of forget how tough diabetes can be in terms of a day-to-day mm. condition you know like that, so i was glad mm. we got to hear of her about that and then i really liked hearing about angeria and her eight drag kids and i think it just gives you another perspective on her i think the person who came across the worst was bosco i think not, not the worst but like not the most interesting 
He just didn't get much from Busco. Yeah. yeah, I think, well, I mean, that's the thing about Busco's personality as well. And as someone who's quite dry and monotone in their delivery, mm. I'm hamming it up now, but, you know, that's kind of how I talk. The I, I kind of I get, I get that, like, she doesn't come across as a great TV personality in those types of moments where there's interactions with other people. Mm. And I think you kind of get a reference of that later on when she does her talk to her younger self and she talks about how she lost her mom and even in on Tuck she's talking about how her mom was very cold and she's very cold because of her mom and she used to send her mom a message saying I love you on Mother's Day and the mom just texts back K so like I guess she clarifies why she's so cold but yeah ultimately this is a TV show and we're trying to warm to you so you know have it prepared and just reel it off even if it doesn't come naturally yeah and i mean like that that i guess that's what i was getting at before that's what i hate about these conversations like Mm. there is nothing organic about them Mm -hmm. it is all like you're coming and there's like a set kind of types of questions and you have to hit certain beats and you have to bring that old school not funny funny comedy that rue and michelle like um and but that's just the game yeah i like that rue read michelle for that really really long setup for that joke that i didn't even get (laughs) in the end (laughs) yeah i'm glad that they kind of revealed an element of production that we must have assumed had been there for several years but actually just sort of revealed it when the queens got to design the costume and it got sent off to some sweatshop to get made for the next day and they all arrived the next day and they were like oh my costumes are here because um, I figured that's how like some of the Moulin Rouge challenges work and the girl group challenges, you know, is like they have these ideas of what they want the costumes to look like and they don't know who's going to be wearing them or what size they are yet. So a certain amount of them has to be made on the day. So I'm glad mm-hmm. like they didn't even hide that for this one. Yeah, at first I thought like, oh, who are they protecting with this mm. change in the rules? Like, because they don't have to design and make their own costume. Someone mm. is making it for them. And then I realized they're actually protecting RuPaul because they don't want people to look horrible in their mm. music video. But um, yeah, it, it, it was nice that they were transparent about that. I like it when it's more transparent because you're playing the game of what's real and what's not a bit less. There was a really strange narrative though through the second half of the episode on bosco's look which was like willow at two points calls her a soccer mom which i didn't even see in the look to be honest and like she was they totally just, judy jetson yeah like, why didn't they just say that maybe it's like a copyright thing oh they've said the jetsons plenty of times before oh, okay yeah. um so i don't know they they seem to be really hamming up that bosco didn't look great in her outfit and then they didn't put her in the bottom. I didn't understand what that was about. The thing about like designing your costume is you don't necessarily choose the fabrics, right? Mm-hmm. Because they would have just like used the fabrics that were around. And so maybe it would have looked better if the fabric was less crap. <laughs> I'm totally fashion. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, but Bosco gave them a gorgeous sketch and then they got that back. And I, you know, I was like, okay, it's not, you know. It's not exactly what she appeared to have asked for. But, like, it's not her fault. Why (laughs) is there somebody in production costume making who turned out to be an actual knob and they just spent half this episode just making sure (laughs) that they knew that their work on this episode was shit? (laughs) 
What's well, so the person who who made that outfit is watching the episode? Like, yeah, this, this message is for me. <laughs> I don't know. It was all a bit strange. And what was also strange was when they were doing the, you know, the the backing down, the, the 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 choreo, and they mm-hmm. all had to go up and have their individual moment. There was the Diabetti versus Angeria colon the crawl, the epic battle of oh, Michelle told Angeria to crawl. Stupid. Like, is this a drag competition or is this just a who can follow orders the best? We we want you to bring yourself. We want you to be you and like bring your individuality and be what, who you are and show us who you are. Also, why didn't you crawl? I told you to crawl. Like, it's just like, like no she sense. didn't want to do it. Like, just who cares? It like makes no difference to the, the final product. Oh. Yeah. And then diabetic crawls and Michelle was like, see, it looks great. It's almost as if somebody told you to do it. <laughs> so stupid i did love though when the backing dancers came on stage all masked and they're all black in the gold chain and they stand there and then you kind of get another shot of them sort of interacting with each other and they're like hi fam boys in these like, oh, super oh, mask costumes i thought that was very cute oh uh, at that moment i was focused on the people that were in the like audience with their masks on and i was just thinking like oh are they going to keep their masks on in the video <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what me. COVID's done to us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into the video in a bit. Let's do the, the Euro winner, Babe, runways. Bosco is up first with her light blue and sheer platinum blonde eleganza. Were you a fan? Um, I liked the idea of it. I, f- I feel like the fit was a bit weird at the top and there was like, it looked crumpled to me but maybe like was the intention i don't know yeah what I, about you i i loved the blue on it uh, there was parts that i liked but i kind of probably would have liked a bigger a bigger like gown aspect bigger, to it a just a bit bigger of <laughs> all of it for the finale but I, I guess i loved from the neck up like i thought the platinum blonde looked great in her i thought her face looked gorgeous but I think for this sort of final drag look, I normally do think they should be a bit bigger. Um, mm. So, yeah, like I liked it. Didn't love. You were whelmed. Yeah. 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 That's that's fair. S- sweetly whelmed. And Jiria gave us the full black with the diagonal rough. Um, I thought that sort of rough sort of swallowed her. I thought it was slightly too big, but still good. And I like that it was a sort of different direction for her. Yeah, I, I, I liked this dress. I think the probably the problem is it doesn't read very well on the runway. And it was interesting that they didn't pick that up. Because mm. she kind of disappeared when they were in the the five lineup. You couldn't really see her because of all the stuff behind her that was the same color. Yeah, I think you're kind of right. She did sort of get lost in it to a certain degree. Maybe it needed to be cut lower or something. It's hard to know, but it's kind of it was it, it's kind of what you'd want from Nigeria in sort of pageant finale look like a nice yeah. gown monochrome there was just small details i think that could have been could have been heightened diabetti was next i loved this it reminded me of a lemon meringue oh. tart it was yellow and white with a bit of burnt on top uh, it was gorgeous i think the idea of having the burnt dress was such a clever idea i thought the oh. asymmetrical bustle was interesting i don't know if i loved it <laughs> but overall thumbs ah yeah, I didn't like this at all. Okay. I think I think that you know there might be an element of me just bias against diabetes. Okay. I guess the thing 
I like the I like that idea of having that burn in the singe, but I didn't understand the storyline. Yeah, I didn't know if there was a storyline necessarily. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I I don't like I kind of I don't like it if it's just like oh it would be cool if I burnt this wouldn't it be cool and yeah. then it would just make the stress like rather than there being some kind of concept behind it yeah so I but maybe I'm would... just I'm just being harsh on her and it's, it's... <laughs> well it's the fin- this is where I'm telling you you need to keep me in check <laughs> <laughs> like I was trying to think who else has done a sort of burnt look like rather than fire like a burnt look I think of Naomi Smalls and All Stars Four when she did the sort of like. Stepford wife who had burnt the pie and got the black oh, yeah. had got all over her sort of breasts. But I don't remember anyone where the actual garment was like singed with fire. I just thought that was a fun. Was thing. there something in the paper challenge? You know when they did the dresses out of paper for like Bob season? Yeah, season eight. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know on Thailand, know. Candy Cyanide burns a, dre- burns a dress off her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's actually See, and Diabetti has like that's nothing. You know, that's not good. Yeah. It's not as good as that one, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of thought liked it that she was sort of she'd been spinning around amongst loads of candles, and she just sort of would like would get the yeah, flame. <laughs> she would just pat, pat it out. Um, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, but I liked it. My favorite was Camden's. I thought she looked like Christina Aguilera out there with the pulled back black, white pony with the silvery gray glittery goddess bodice this was chef's kiss yeah it was all right (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i'm not so into like super polished pretty things so i can i can recognize that it it did look good but i was just like cool who's next (laughs) (laughs) because i think like she She's peaked at the end, I think, where someone like Nigeria, when you look back on mm-hmm. what she wore at the start, I think looked so much nicer than kind of what she brought by the end of it. And that's, of course, not her fault. It's just how the runways fall. Mm-hmm. But I think Camden's very lucky because we had the the ballerina last week, which I thought was amazing. This, again, was a kind of similar brief, but very well executed. So mm-hmm. I think we'll end up leaving this season thinking Lady Camden was overall a much bigger slayer of the runways than she possibly was yeah it's interesting isn't it and i wonder how much production plans things in that way Mm. i mean you know obviously there must be some element of it but um like did they go out of their way to uh give camden that trajectory and give angeria that trajectory or is it just kind of an accident because they were focused on someone else in the competition well it is rumored that at least once upon a time the producers used to see everyone's look for every runway at the start Mm -hmm. of the show Mm -hmm. so i think it's possible but i think they probably have a lot loads of other things to think about i i think more so if it's like someone like willow or got mick who has a bad week they put a runway on that they know is going to be justifiable to save them from the bottom two is normally how i think they do it yeah yeah yeah. well yeah i guess and like that's kind of what i'm asking i just worded it in a really terrible way it's like are they focused on one contestant and getting them to the end or are they doing this kind of like 3d puzzle and thinking through all the different permutations of the uh, impact on someone's storyline 
Yeah, I'd love to think that they do the 3D chess, but <laughs> part of me feels a move in the 3D chess wouldn't have 50% of the episodes nobody going home. So there you go. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, who knows? Maybe Cornbread was supposed to be the one who got the glow up by the end of the season and they had to scramble and rejig all the pieces on their 3D chess board to, to make that, you know, to find a new Cornbread. Yeah, that must be so annoying. When, like, a- as a producer, you've selected someone as one of the main narrators or one mm. of the main characters, and then they go and screw up their knee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps happening keeps on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Why don't they just make them all, like, wear knee protectors for every challenge? <laughs> yeah. Instead of, like, a branding challenge, or for the next branding challenge, they should just do, like, a, a knee insurance branding challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willow was the final person on the runway. She gave us grayscaled glamour rat. She kept saying how mm. cute rats were. I would I would argue to say they were probably mice. If they're cute, because I find rats grotesque. Um, what? Rats. What? See, oh, I think mice like, are cute. What the, uh, those big ears are mice ears. They're not rat ears. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they're... Like, they're both cute. Oh, I don't know. I just think... Like, how can you say mice are cute and rats aren't? Because mice are small. Like, I, I just always hear those horror stories of people who have, like, a two-foot rat in their attic. Uh, who has a two-foot rat in their <laughs> attic? Rats don't live in attics. <laughs> they do. There was definitely a case, like, five years ago. Maybe it wasn't two-foot. Maybe it's one foot. Where this this was, like, this monster rat was living in someone's attic and it just been eating through loads of things that was left up there. I don't know. I just feel rats get all the bad PR. All the nasty l- images I associate with rats, all the nice ones I associate with mice. No, well, I, I, I'm here to tell you that you've got it mixed up. Like, rats are where it's at. Okay? Really? So, like, mice are really unclean and disgusting. And rats can, you know, do puzzles and stuff. I think Always, I, maybe rats I made that spread up. the Black Plague. Mice do... The, the the tests and mazes. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, okay. But my argument was that they're all cute. They're all amazing. But I just, yeah. If you don't like, I don't know. How can you like mice and not like rats? I I've said I don't like either of them really. But the ones that I have seen that I think are cute, I go, that's a mouse. That's a- so if someone held a gun to your head and was like, you have to pick one, it would yeah. be a mice. Yeah. Mice. Okay. Hmm, that's interesting. So that's anyway. so much more intelligent. And it, yeah, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, you're probably. <laughs> so I saw this as a mouse look rather than a rat. Yeah. So, but other than that, it was kind of gross. Yeah, I mean, I suppose we shouldn't be surprised that this was her final look when she dedicated a whole look to what the red toad mushroom or something like that. Like, here are some <laughs> of my favorite things with uh, the that Willow Pale version. That, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it wasn't what I was asking for. Well, I, I mean, I, I have no problem with the concept. Mm-hmm. I just, I was a bit confused about the bra type thing that she was wearing, like, and how it was showing her midriff. And then there was like a big skirt. I thought that was a bit of a weird combo. And also the positioning of it kind of was off to the side. Mm. Um, the so, maroon gloves as well. Were they supposed to be the paws? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember the gloves. <laughs> I like. I think she's done high concept 
out of the box things that have looked better than this in the season. Like even last week's look with the with the Botox lady or um, mm-hmm. her like the the multiple layers of thongs and stuff some of those have just have looked better than this i think so yeah 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 absolutely and again like i think the idea is fine for me but the execution was like huh Mm. that's fair um so who would your favorite have been on the runway let me do the maths (laughs) i would say probably angeria okay yeah i think that's fair that's fair mine would be camden then maybe okay. Taya, but I did like I did like Angeria's too. Um, let's get on to Catwalk. The video. Do you like the song? Um, oh, it's stuck in my head now, but I just watched the episode, so maybe that's why. I th- <laughs> I I, cause I did not see your question at all. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that what you said there was a no, but that's okay. <laughs> I I've actually been listening to the song a lot. Like I don't normally buy into Rue as a musical artiste, um, but mm-hmm. since he performed it on like the first episode of this season, what twelve years ago, it's did been, he like what? something I play. Yeah, do you remember the first episode? He came out and gave us a dance of backhand dancers and everything to this song. Oh. So, yeah, okay. Sorry, I can't remember. I mean, yeah, as you said, it was 12 years ago. Um, I have been playing it a good bit, so I was glad to hear it again. Uh, Do you know what I need to admit? That yeah. I quite enjoy Blame It on the Edit, even though I know it's toxic and terrible, oh, but that's to- the message that she's sending out. But I, like, I just, yeah, I like that. If like, I could get behind the, the lyrics, the I, uh, if I could get over the lyrics, I actually wouldn't mind it either. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, like, I, I think this was a good outing overall. It, I don't know if I'm going to revisit it too much. I don't think it's up there in the greats of this challenge. It's but no I think Reggie Roche. It's not. But I think they definitely threw some production at it and I think that really worked. I think it's better than maybe like American. I think it's better than Super Queen. So it's like mid-table, I think. Yeah, I, I was surprised that the episode didn't focus on them recording their parts. Because, mm. you yeah. know, normally there's something about like, oh, such and such is doing really bad. And then they pull it out of the bag. Um but we didn't get to see any of that. We just saw the final product. Maybe it's because it didn't fit their narrative because I think Bosco and Willow did have the two most boring of the verses, whereas I thought Camp and Nigeria had the better ones. Oh, I thought Daya did the best. And it I... pains me to say that, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's but... true. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Daya did well as well, to be fair. I thought they like it was Camden and Nigeria, Daya... Pretty close in the t- top three. Willow was kind of okay. And I just thought I, Bosco was up there and I kind of just glazed over. Yeah, Bosco was not good. But also Bosco felt very short. Yeah, it was, it was uh, strange. <clears throat> yeah, it was really odd. I also possibly might say Willow might have been dealt a dud because it was like, it was Bosco and Nigeria chorus. Um Dia Camden chorus and then it was or sorry Dia Camden Willow and then a chorus if the chorus had come before Willow and Willow kind of had the bridge I think that would have felt better because it was just kind of like three of the same verses back to back so Willow kind of felt a bit boring at that point ah uh, so you were a bit <coughs> bored by it because you were like get to it can't felt fresh again kind of yeah. uh, okay um, ah, yeah. I thought Dia looked amazing as well I loved I loved out of all the design yeah. efforts hers was my favorite yeah, I agree as well. Although there was like, it was again a bit baggy in the fleshy bit, mm-hmm. the fleshy fabric-y bit. But yeah, that design was the best. And, and you know, that that um, 
wig with the blunt fringe is great you can't yeah. go wrong really no absolutely so if you were to choose a winner from this episode who would you have chosen i probably would have chosen dyer okay because i think like yeah her performance her rap i mean her rap wasn't like especially like uh, original or anything mm. but it, it hit all the notes that you need to hit in those types of raps and the yeah the presentation in the music video was great although you know again the singed dress <laughs> not, not so great but i would still put her as the winner yeah uh i pretty much agree i i i would think the right person would i would have put camden first die a second i think personally for me and then i would have had anjuria safe Oh no, okay, okay, sorry. Like, look, can I just complain about Camden? So her performance in the video, like when she was saying, what was she, what were the words she was saying? I can't like, remember, yeah. Ah, oh, it just felt very like, yeah, not natural. Um, I thought, I thought, I guess. I should have I taken might... notes, sorry. I'm criticizing her and I can't even say why I'm criticizing I can't remember what her. she said either. But I guess I was more <laughs> listening to the rhythm and how it sounded and I thought it sounded... Fun. but yeah actually now you say it, there was sort of like the face the elegance yeah it yeah. was it was a bit of that but i think that kind of felt a bit more dynamic because it was different from what had come before it yeah potentially and, and yeah again potentially that's my my bias here as well <laughs> and also i thought she looked amazing with the midriff out and the big uh like neon hair i didn't love the color yeah. of Michelle, but i thought she looked and she served it really well as well i, I liked i liked that it was like a tribute to camden yeah pretty that, much. that she did that cyber dog look um i, th- I think that was quite nice mm. um willow i kind of felt you could see the reservation whenever she went in her and how she served it on that catwalk yeah and like i didn't like the design as much as it like i i thought the idea again was really good in terms of having that silhouette with on mm. on the top but i don't think it actually like looked very good <laughs> yeah it was I, the only one i really liked to be honest with diet the rest i you know yeah yeah unremarkable i kind of felt <clears throat> this is and there's this thing for me about willow like in the Rupola loser no what's it lip lips whatever it was yeah I didn't think she did that well. So I was really shocked when she won and when everyone was like, wow, she really embodied that song. I just think that there's there's like a stiffness in her performance. There's like a reticence when she does lip syncing. And and that's how I felt about her performance in the video. Yeah, I don't buy her as a fantastic lip syncer. I feel like the production are trying to gaslight us to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then you're like, (laughs) no. I have eyes. You couldn't even edit that in a way that made me think, wow. So that's... (laughs) um, Yeah. But look, not everyone has all their strengths. I think if there was any strength of... Or any weakness of Willow's, it would be properly performance. And that's that's fine. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, like, she is my favourite out of those, the five that are left. Oh, out of everyone, actually. Maybe Cornbread. Anyway, yeah. Mm. Um, So on to the final critiques. The queens then get a chance to further um, reveal their emotional baggage in the in the conversation Ooh. with the younger selves. Mm-hmm. Did you did you shed a tear? Um, I can't say that I did. I didn't either, and I normally do. <laughs> like I, I I'm, a, I'm is, an easy laugh and I'm an easy cry, and I didn't I didn't cry. <laughs> I do like I do. I don't have a problem with this 
kind of portion of the competition like a lot of other people do like I think that it's quite nice to have that point of reflection and look back on like your journey the problem is what is there to say to your younger self that other people haven't said over the last 10 15 however many years Mm. and so like it just feels a bit like oh yeah I've seen this before I really wish that someone would yeah, I mean, again, it's like the Tic Tac lunch. It feels like you're just hitting certain notes in order to appease the judges rather than actually reflecting on, on your journey and being honest about things. Um, it just feels very like, you've just got to dig in and keep trying rather than, you know, something else. Although, you know, I, what would I be prepared to share with RuPaul and Michelle and Carson and the other one, Ross? Like, <laughs> Ross. probably nothing. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be willing to share that. But yeah, it just feels very like a greeting card message rather than a personal, honest reflection. Yeah, well, what always strikes, well, two, two things strike me in this segment is I feel at that point it's a foregone conclusion. Whatever's about to happen has already been decided. So it's kind of like, you know, open up your emotional baggage and maybe you can change my mind, but you can't change their mind. And second of all is, if just from a purely logistical, and this is me being far too literal, I'm sure I've said this before on, on the podcast. Like if someone said, like Lady Camden, what would you say to your one-year-old self? Well, my one-year-old self wouldn't understand. I'd be like, here's a hug and a, and a you know, a lollipop. I don't even have a lollipop on your wall. I don't know. Like, here's a hug and like, let's go play hide and seek. Like, that's all you could say. So I would have to be, and I'd like someone to make that joke at one point, which would be like, you know, you know, you know, like, uh, pay attention to me, (laughs) eyes up here, stop running around the garden, like Uh, when you're talking with the younger self. I would say, wah, wah, wee, wee, wah, ga, goo, ga, ga. (laughs) You just get on the floor and kick your legs in the air. (laughs) So, yeah, there's that, that whole conversation. And I also wonder, like, if you are eight and your future self came back to you, would you actually want them to hear, be like, now you're going to be bullied when you're in school and then your mum's going to die. And th- like, you don't want to hear that. I would be like, you like, here is how you invent something that's going to change the world. Like patent yeah. this and then you'll be a millionaire. That's the advice I would give. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know. I, well, I mean, like, you know, there's some ethical problems maybe there. But, you know, if if you're only interested in a profit, yes. Yeah. Invest in Facebook. <laughs> Well, is it insider trading when you come from the future? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so then the final, the, so Lady Camden is announced as the winner, uh, which I was happy about. Uh, Diabetes safe and Nigeria. And w- again, again, this moment sort of came, which was like Bosco, Nigeria, Willow Pale, bottom three, two of them up for lip syncing. And because mm-hmm. we had the whole spiel, Bosco's le- dress looked awful. They, the judges mentioned it all the time. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. This is going to be a Bosco and Nigeria lip sync. That you know, this is what the edit has told me. And then RuPaul says to Willow, "But your performance was a bit, I don't know, trapped. I think because it was a mouse pun." And I was like, oh, "That's news to me that you think that." I didn't hear that at any point up until this moment. I didn't get any criticism about her performance prior to that lip sync point. Oh. Oh, it may, like maybe because I agreed with that criticism, I didn't pick up that they hadn't been that the, the they hadn't mentioned it until that yeah. point. I guess, like, I get the problem with the this type of episode is that the 
the critiques are always like, you're amazing, you're marvellous, like because they don't want to say anything bad. And then Mm. all of a sudden someone's in the bottom too. Mm. My, My bigger issue, and I mean, this is a problem that the show has overall, is just how like ableist and uh weird all the messages were to willow in her critiques like it's amazing that you've come here with a disability and you haven't complained it's like mm, mm. like <laughs> what like you know it's it's great that you haven't asked for any special treatment because of your disability like that's not something that we should be like celebrating that she's yeah. either felt like she's not been able to uh ask for um any adjustments Mm. yeah any adjustments or assistance because she's afraid that that's going to negatively impact on her placement in the competition um that's not the message that we should be sending and and this is the same with all the messages that camden received earlier on in the competition like you're not an extrovert therefore that's a problem like it's just it's just so narrow-minded and Mm just really just thinking that the only way to be successful is to be one type of person. And I really hate the way the show reinforces that message. Sorry, that's my diatribe. I'm finished. No, you're fine. I think it comes up as well in, I think it's also like a, a US versus more sort of UK, Ireland mindset. I think, cause I think you even find at one conversation, I'm trying to remember, is it untucked or is it in the episode where, the queens are like, oh, I always knew I was going to be in the final. I always knew I was going to be in the final. So I bet he's like, oh. if you weren't going to be in the final, there's no point competing. And Lady Camden's there not saying anything because it's like, <laughs> I just, it's the, that's the real American way of thinking about things. And mm-hmm. I think not mm-hmm. everyone thinks like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I hate that kind of, that, that attitude that like we all have to think in this certain way otherwise we're not winners it's just oh i just find it so icky and gross Mm. and and yeah it it probably is part of that american psyche which in lots of ways i'm uh jealous of because i i quite like the way people are bred to have that self-belief but at the same time like there is no problem if uh, you doubt yourself along the way, because that is what being human is, you should not mm. have this like superhuman confidence and arrogance in your ability because actually you're lying to yourself. Yeah. And personally, maybe that's it doesn't come across thing. very well. Like Diabetti has been up against that place the whole season in terms of her, her portrayal and Bosco to a certain degree when it came to the Rusical. It's like when you say, when you have that, superhuman confidence in yourself and it co- like it spills out of you as arrogance and then doesn't mm. turn well and then when you turn out you're wrong then like you don't win sympathy so yeah, but is mm, see are we talking about different things here because i feel like it's not necessarily a confidence that diabetes and bosco displayed when they were like i'm gonna step over all of you bitches because <clears throat> it's like you it's almost the opposite. It's like, I need this part. Otherwise I'm going to be shit. <laughs> yeah. I need to do this. Otherwise I'm not going to, I'm not going to succeed. I don't know. Yeah. This, 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 yeah. That me first kind of thing, which is so prevalent across all of our cultures really, but um, true, especially in America. Like, I guess yeah. I'm interpreting it as diabetes is approaching this as if she, her only focus is winning. I yeah. deserve to be in the final and therefore I have to make every single step that will put me to the final because that's my focus. And I think mm-hmm. that then ends up stepping on other people's toes when it comes to team interactions, I think. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely not considering the bigger picture. She's thinking that winning is the bigger picture. Mm. 
I think so too. But it's not because she doesn't really recognize how toxic the fan base is. And <laughs> <laughs> well, as all the uh, they are the uh, real Trixie judges. Trixie Mattel says the real race starts after Drag Race. So mm-hmm. yeah, I believe that. Who do you think won the lip sync to Lady Gaga and Beyonce's Telephone? Yeah, I was sad that they didn't treat it like a a duet. But I guess you can't really do that because Beyonce's bit isn't very long. Mm. <laughs> But I think uh, I think Nigeria, like Nigeria did much better. Well, I think Nigeria won overall, but I think oh, Nigeria yeah, yeah. really embodied that Beyonce rap part. I thought she did a really good mm-hmm. job of that, um, and I think she just had a nice delivery of sort of goofy but also fierce at times. And I think I personally think Willow kind of struggled. Yeah, and I mean that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. That I don't I think that it's Willow's strong point. Mm. doing lip syncs um like it was fine and if it was in a club it would be like oh that's good but it yeah it doesn't really wow me yeah no that's fair um and then in the most season 14 twist of all which to be honest i don't know how you felt i saw this coming when as soon as he said Algeria, you stay i was like all right here you go they're both staying <laughs> there's a double Shantae, which means there's been 14 episodes to this point and only seven of them have people gone home and stayed home. So 50% of the episodes, people either Just. stayed, went home and stayed or saved by a chocolate bar. And then the other seven people went home. And in some cases, two episodes, two people went home, one because of cornbread and because of double elimination last week. Yeah. I hope one thing, I hope the if the producers are watching... Hope they're gauging the level of distaste towards the double Shante episodes, and there's none next season. Just to balance it out. Double Shante. Hmm. Yeah, I just yeah. I feel as though if you were going to do episodes where you know you're not doing eliminations, I'd want them near the beginning because I do mm-hmm. feel sometimes it's like, oh, that person didn't really get a fair chance to show their abilities. And their personality. But like this late in the game, like I know they're all good, but I just want someone to go home, please. <laughs> yeah. Because there ends up being no stakes then. You're just like, well, you know, yeah. if you don't think people are going to go home. And I was thinking about like when season nine happened and they were like, we're doing a final four. And it was like this, you know, this big thing um, because they'd never done it before. And now five seasons later, they're like, we're doing a final five. Mm. Where are we going to be by like season 20? (laughs) I finally made it to the final 10. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then there's just like some marathon episode that goes for 15 hours where they're trying to decide who wins when they're all just lip syncing against each other in different configurations. So Ugh. it was leaked um, during the week that the final format is going to be each queen does a one minute performance and then I think there's a ball and then Rue's going to choose a final two and those two will lip sync, I believe is the final format. Oh, so. okay. And oh, I okay. Kind of, so you've ruined kind of, it for me. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who, who that final two is, but um, <clears throat> I'm glad they're getting rid of the lip sync smackdown for the crown only because it was it peaked on its first outing with Sasha Valor and it's never been able to reach the same heights of course Asia O'Hara and her butterflies was a gag but season 11 wasn't great and then wait who's season 11 remind me Evie Oddly and Brooklyn and stuff like that oh that was all right it was only okay but like it wasn't it was nothing to do with like Sasha and then they tried it again last season I don't know it didn't work for me well I mean part of that is because there was no live audience so you can't really feed off the energy yeah but yeah also Um, just 
So I, I can see why they want to move away from it. This could work. We'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, it, it, it should be interesting enough. Who do you think is going to be that final top two? Who do you think Rue's going to choose? Well, narratively, it would make sense to have Bosco there. Mm-hmm. And, and this thing about Willow... I don't know, there's this, like, uh, uh, you, and again, I feel like I just have to keep saying this because I don't want to be, like, mean. But, like, Willow is my favourite, mm-hmm. but I think that maybe Willow should have been eliminated by now. That's interesting. Because uh, I feel out of all of them, she's the one who's the most fully formed. Uh, yeah, absolutely, she is. But she's probably just not a drag race contestant. Like, she has a point of view. I, mm-hmm. I totally get it. Like, uh, obviously, because she's my favorite. Do I, did I say that already? Um, <laughs> like, she, you know, she is a fully formed character. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has that persona. And I know that she's going to be successful going forward because she has that point of view and she's not going to waver from that. Um, but, you know, these these challenges that they have to do that have no bearing on the real world she's not the best at those but she's she this week was the only time she's ever been in the bottom other than that snatch game twist yeah sure but i would have put her in the bottom in other weeks okay (laughs) (laughs) she was in your bottom that's right yeah and i think like i think the re you know uh, the gotmic point that you made earlier i think that she is the gotmic of this season where they just don't put her in the bottom because they're worried about her bombing the lip sync possibly you're probably right on that um but i actually think she's i think she's actually performed better in the season in the challenges than gotmic did i think gotmic was primarily a runway gal did great in the stand-up and the occasional moments but in terms of like an all-stars i i would have thought she had more of a cross the board range than Mm. gotmic did and speaking of all stars, I was thinking about this as well in terms of deciding who wins. Do you mm-hmm. think that they're like, oh, we need to keep that person back for all stars? And so they decide to give the crown to the person who makes the less good TV, less good TV, the person who's kind of like, mm. I think engaging. now that the versus the world franchise has, has <laughs> legs, <bets> off. <laughs> I feel they're going to keep Lady Camden for one of those because. She'll be bridging the gap with the UK and the US. She'll ah. be like a guaranteed favorite for both of them. You know. But also, as technically good as Lady Camden is, what is her point of view? Yeah, I'm not too sure. She's a great performer. She's yeah, yeah, like yeah. Theatrical, I guess it's a sort of a musical theater, theatrical point of view. Because I was thinking about, I was thinking about the different winners we've had across the franchise and how these sort of final five fit into them. So I think we have, like, I think the, the biggest group of winners is, like, the fashion girls with a unique point of view. Your Raja, Aquaria, uh-huh. Violet, Evie. And I think Willow falls into that quite naturally. Oh, think you think you have, Evie's a fashion queen? I think that's kind of what she, like, she was out, like, yeah. Uh, fashion queen Sorry, finish your point. Sorry, I cut but, you off. But she had yeah. runways with, like, a, a, a different point of view, like the, the jellyfish yes. and yeah. those sort of yeah. Then you have like the stand-up queens, Trixie, Bob, Bianca. I think Bosco falls into there. Out of the oh, you think Trixie is it? Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you have then like the queens who have this natural theatrical. 
or artistic leaning, like maybe a Jinx or a Sasha. And then you have like the full on jack of all trades where when you think of them, I don't think of any particular skill over the others. So like Shay, Trinity the Tuck, Jada. Like I just think they're consistently good at a lot of them. And I think Angeria would fall into that category. Ah. So I was wondering where Camden would fall. And I think there's never really been a, a real performance queen who won other than maybe Kylie Sonique Love. And I think that's possibly where Camden would fall is, is she's, you know, she'll be a work the world queen. She'll be, you know, Drag Race Live in Vegas. Like that's on stage is where she comes alive as a performer. It won't necessarily mm. be on the cover of Vogue. It won't be doing a Netflix comedy special or a YouTube channel. It'll be like in live performance. Yeah. And is, is that what you want representing your brand? In terms of Lady Camden or, or yeah, RuPaul? yeah, Lady, yeah. Does RuPaul want Lady Camden to be like representing if if she's not making all that extra dough through Wow Present plus niche shows? But like, shows think that of the no Vegas show is pretty lucrative, and if, if they can get that mm. touring, like, I think I think he would like you know queens he can rely on and turning a live performance because mm. a lot of the money is in touring and gigs and work the world and stuff. So I think yeah. I think that could work. So I will see the archetypes that you have suggested and yeah. raise you the okay. odd queen. Yes. Because I think I think that Evie oddly fits into the odd oh yeah, her name. To the yeah. odd queen category and like Sharon okay. Needles and mm-hmm. potentially other people, but I can't remember. And I think that the thing about those particular queens is the fan base is rabid for them. Mm-hmm. Like they get lots of traction on on social media, which kind of makes me think that potentially willow will win because of that because it will increase the visibility of the show for casual viewers but i don't know yeah no i I think willow could win as well and funny out of all the archetypes you've mentioned i still have no idea where diabetes fits in well yeah and that's the that's yeah because well, Crystal I mean, was was an odd queen, but Di doesn't feel odd enough to be an odd queen, but she yeah. doesn't seem performance enough to be a performance queen. And she's not really a jack of all trades, really. She's like... Could she be in the unnecessarily bitchy queens with Tyra <laughs> Sanchez? The villain! We've got it. She's the villain. There we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, personally, I find myself rooting for Angeria the most. I think Willow makes the most sense to win from the classic template of the winner but i quite like camden as an outside chance because i think she'll bring something new to the sort of winner's circle of of the original season and the reason that i think angeria won't win is Mm -hmm. because of all of these things these things that i was complaining about earlier the judges view nerves as weakness rather than as a strength and they Mm -hmm. keep rabbiting on about like you should never be nervous. And this like this stupid advice that RuPaul gave in this episode, which was, you've just got to decide not to be nervous. Like just completely <laughs> overlooking like anxiety disorders and anything <laughs> else that might be going on. It's just like, it's, it's just a decision that you have to make. It's your fault that you're nervous. Like I, I just find that so ugh, gross. Yeah, it's a bit, and you just need to wake up one day and decide that you don't have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like you might have had all this trauma in your life, but you just need to be happy. Like yeah. get over it. Even it's though busy. I've never experienced that, I know it's simple. It's just yeah, it's yeah. just so simplistic and so problematic. And yeah, and and so for that reason I think they'll be like, "Sorry, Angeria, you showed weakness. Off you go." Mm, I think so. 
Well, thank you for joining me today on this <laughs> final five episodes. Oh no, what a point to leave on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think I agree with you. I agree with you. Tell us about Lost Spaces, the podcast you're working on, which sort of gives an ode to the places we can no longer visit. Well, yeah, I mean, you've just you've just told us what it is. Um, it's a podcast where I talk to a different person every week about a lost queer space from the past and find out about that place, that venue. But mostly I find out about the person's background, what that space meant to them and how it helped them on their journey. So, Super. yeah, lots of questions about discovery having sex in bathroom toilets and, you know, just little side conversations along the way. So it's a, a, a nice little walk down memory lane. Okay, that's all from us this week. There will be no episode next week for the reunion, uh, but James and I will be back in two weeks' time and we'll recap the reunion and the finale in one go then for the final episode of season 14 other than that you can catch us over in the workroom we'll be covering espana episodes will be out on thursdays over there um so that's a nice segue if you want to keep the drag output in your life going espana is the place to be have a lovely week and i'll chat to you in two weeks time bye This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.